Now it is time for a game of chat roulette and we have got a funny man in the building today. No pressure. Danny, how are you keeping? Laura, I'm very excited. <laughs> Come a bit closer into that mic for me. There we go. We want to be able to hear your dulcet tones. <laughs> how are you keeping today? I'm good, thanks. I'm um, a little hoarse. The uh, comedy festival has begun in the Ivy Garden, so this is our uh, kind of comedy Christmas, if you will. Honestly, and you still came in here on a Saturday morning. I don't know what we did to lure you in. That's showbiz. <laughs> the, I think it was the appeal of chat roulette. You had no idea what was coming at you, no idea what was happening. But before we do get into that, I want to talk about you last year because you played a load of different gigs across Central America. And please tell everybody about that. I did. Um, I kind of, I, I went away during the, towards the end of, of the pandemic, I suppose, to Central America. And I did a show in Guatemala because a friend of mine's been living over there for years. And then I went back last November and actually filmed a special in Guatemala. And I was the first, uh, I was definitely the first Irish person to ever do that. <laughs> definitely the first English-speaking comedian and certainly the first Irish one. So, Tell me about, though, did you donate some money to other comedians over there? Yeah, well, basically we did charity shows. I'm involved in an NGO over there called the Integral Heart Foundation, which is actually ran by a guy from Athlone. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> I know, it's great. His name is Mickey Quinn as well. It sounds like a fake name, but he's, 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 a, he's a real person. I've met him. And uh, we did a show and then we donated all the money to a local school there called the Integral Heart which kind of works with like local communities in Guatemala and it was amazing because um, you just really see how far it goes like we put a roof on the school and we threw kind of a Christmas party for the kids and stuff like that um, so I'm still involved with them and I'm going to try to go back once a year and kind of do a bit over there but it was it was, it was just a great thing to do and I, I have a bit of my soul I think in Central America forever now Well you're such a sweetheart and let's see if we can change that because that's the good stuff for today but Danny O'Brien <laughs> let's get some chat roulette um, I need you to pick an envelope between one and five please and thank you Three please Okay straight in the middle Ha. Huh. Let's go. Our very first question today. What is the weirdest thing you own? Well, I have um, I have a disproportionate amount of random kitchen equipment. Like, I'm a bit obsessed. Like We talk about air fryers uh, a ridiculous amount on this show, so I need to ask you, have you got one of those fancy two-drawer ones? Or no, one drawer? I, 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 was, like, I was into them before they were cool, and I couldn't even know about it. <laughs> and now like, everyone started getting like class upgraded ones, but there's nothing wrong with mine. Um, so I, you can't just get rid of it just yet? Yeah, I'd love it to break so I could get a two-drawer ninja. Like, that's the dream. <laughs> if anyone wants an air fryer or wants to make an accident happen to mine, I'd, uh, I'd be welcome to that. Invite me over. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. a really bad track record with breaking things in the kitchen. <laughs> can you break an air fryer? I possibly can. <laughs> Who knows? Ew, it's just a drawer. <laughs> well, yeah, but you think that. You can jam it in a bit the wrong way or you can wash it wrong. So we can do this for you, okay? What I'm saying no is problem. we've got a way out. Um, our next question today, I actually love this one because I heard Afric talking about it when she was on Newsy Bits with Jennifer Zampirelli during the week and it is name one thing that you would do in private that you wouldn't do in public Uh, one of my guilty pleasures is that I sometimes come home from gigs and I'm hungry and I know I shouldn't eat because it's late at night we're back in the kitchen Danny I get an easy single and I push it into my mouth like an envelope (laughs) and it's like do you know what I mean like I I I don't even know how to describe it I somehow like I just letterbox an entire easy single into my mouth I do that on the reg I'm really embarrassed about that <laughs> I enjoyed that now. It was too visual because I can see it and I can taste it. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I hate an easy single that hasn't been melted. I'm okay with it. Well, clearly you are. It's you just shoved a them baby in. Bell. <laughs> Danny, who was your childhood hero growing up? God, I had a few. Um, I, do you know what? I, I, I was obsessed with Leslie Nielsen. I just thought he like. I remember seeing Airplane when I was really young. Okay. And I loved like the Naked Gun and uh, Police Squad and stuff like that. I think he was like my my favorite kind of comedy actor. I, I love that style. Um, so yeah, he, he was definitely up there for sure. Love this one for you. Uh, the coolest person you've ever met. I do you know I met Blondie. 
Oh my When I was when I was twenty one, I was working in a nightclub in New York and they had this massive night with loads of like bands and stuff and the strokes were there. I met Drew Barrymore actually the same oh, night. Sorry. She's a legend. Hold that is my yeah. that's the one peak that I actually I wouldn't be able to speak if I met her. She, like I would fall what? over. She was so cool and she was going out with one of the strokes at the time and I remember she signed her credit card bill because it was and uh, I used to work in a pub in Dublin called Scruffy Murphy's and she used my Scruffy Murphy's pen oh. and I remember I wrote up this is true I wrote a postcard to the lads in Scruffy Murphy's and the postcard said Drew Barrymore used the pen from Scruffy's lads <laughs> that was uh, obsessed with this yeah. you should have just led with Drew Barrymore forever and always they were both super cool but, but Blondie is just like I think she was maybe I think she's maybe 60 when I met her wow. and she was so cool just like incredible like charisma and just and phenomenal on stage she was she was a legend and tell me this now I'm always afraid of asking this next question to any comedian what is the funniest joke that you've ever heard I, I kind of remember like, before we go any do, further do you know what I went to see um, I went to see Tim Vine so I always try and go see comics at the Edinburgh Fringe that I normally wouldn't get to see do you know what I mean because yeah. here in Dublin you get the gig with all like the massive acts that you, you, you see every year so I always try and see people I wouldn't normally see and there's a comedian called Tim Vine and he won joke of the fringe this year and I saw the show and he's all really like one liners and he's so prolific and the joke was um, I've just come back from a once in a lifetime holiday never again oh my god oh my god dad jokes are like the worst and the best thing in the whole entire world that is terrible but fantastic I know like an easy single I I was worried about you I'm not going to lie quarter past ten on a Saturday morning but you're knocking it out of the park here Um, this one always catches people because sometimes you don't actually think you've ever had a fashion faux pas but what has been your biggest fashion faux pas Uh, I was only talking about this recently and do you remember those like awful shirts that had like dragons on them and stuff when you're like 17 like yeah they were pretty horrendous like I remember remember rocking them I grew up in Wicklow fashion wasn't really yeah well I also feel like they've made a comeback along with the flowery shirts for shit shirt night you know yeah, like loads I, people I, do those I have multiple shit shirts I actually got a class one I call it my cartel shirt I got it in Mexico and uh, it's probably my favourite shit shirt of all time it's it's proper narco vibes like I really want to see a picture of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> please it's post on my it Instagram. excellent I'm going to go do a deep dive after this um, what would you do if you weren't a comedian? What job would you do? Well, I used to be a social care worker with the Homeless and Addiction Services. Oh my God, amazing. Um, and I was a youth worker before that, but I was always kind of doing comedy at night. And it's kind of weirdly come full circle now because I do loads of workshops with secondary schools and I work with the Irish Prison Service and stuff as well. So we teach kind of comedy and confidence building workshops and stuff to young people and to corporates and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'd probably be involved in that in some sphere. I, I genuinely, we never get an answer like this. Oh, and the fact it's not even the fact that it's something that you want to do. It's something you have done and you continue to do and you would like to go back into again at some point. Yeah, amazing. it was actually, a, it, was, it was a result of the pandemic, to be totally honest with you, because we weren't allowed to do gigs, but we mm. were allowed to do work shops and schools which I thought was mad at the time and um, we, we started doing them now I do them literally every week when the school year is running um, and we get teenagers up and we kind of I don't know I think young people get a really hard time at the moment and yeah. especially during the pandemic they were kind of vilified you know what I mean like you know they, they were bad or whatever and you know they say that young people are lazy or you know people in their 20s might be lazy or whatnot but I, I think they're I think they have it harder than anyone's ever had it right now and I think they just need a bit of a platform and um, I think there's a lot more stress on young people now so, I think so too than there ever has been you know I, I also feel like they lost those two years of the pandemic 100% and they're so integral that the rest of us just went messing around in yeah, they didn't like get that. I, I did a podcast with two young lads. Um, it's called um, Three Left Feet, two young lads from Ring's End, mm. two days ago. And they were saying, like, they were 16 
when COVID oh happened. Oh, God. So 16 to 18. They're your most formative years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like they didn't get to go to their first gigs. Like there was loads of loads of things that they missed out on, you know? Amazing stuff, Donny. Um, the last question that we have for you. List two icks that you have or pet peeves, if you will. Do you know what? It's funny you bring this up. I always ask this to teenagers. <laughs> Do you actually? I'm obsessed with it because I always get like amazed and, and I'll tell you my favourite answer that they gave me and then I'll tell you mine. And there was a young lad in Finglas and he was, he was just a really funny kind of awkward fella and he was just hating being up talking on the microphone and that's the point of it, you know, to get them outside their comfort zone. And then he goes, Do you know the dust on jelly babies <laughs> I go yeah and he's like I hate that and I was like what an unbelievably specific and relatable ick isn't that incredible but that's the point of it yeah. there's no rhyme or reason yeah. and you cannot explain it but it just takes over you what's yours I have a, few, I have a load actually I won't waste I won't take up too much of your time <laughs> I hate when people say the word pacific instead of specific and then if you say specific and they go that's what I just said pacific I actually think that that's just grammatically incorrect so you're, yeah. you're just being a school teacher right now but give me an actual the wall. Ick, ick. It's, it's like uh, yeah I don't know that, that and like or when people yawn near you like if you're ever on like public transport and then like they kind of do this weird yawn spray I think it's called gleeking I looked it up and I remember being on a tube in London and I was like reading like a metro and someone was like and it just went across my page and I was like oh my god this is the most disgusting thing that's ever happened why is everything you said today so visual I can feel that hitting me across the face also who doesn't cover their mouth when they yawn that guy <laughs> oh Danny O'Brien thank you so much for coming in to us today you are playing in the Ivy Gardens tonight but there's no point in talking about that because it is completely sold out yeah um, Adam Hill is Jason Byrne and it's going to be fantastic yeah so if anybody wants to catch you in the future, where can they go? Um, I've got a link tree on my Instagram, which is at DOB Comedy, or else my website is Gorgeous. Love to see it. Now, before you go on this gorgeous Saturday morning, please suggest a song that we can play on the radio. Um, I'm doing a new show at the Edinburgh Fringe called Sweet Child O'Brien, which is all about <laughs> uh, kind of childhood nostalgia. And um, Sweet Child O'Brien. Yeah, that's that's. I, I'm going to go in that vein. I'm also doing a Liberty Hall actually in uh, January. That just went on sale this weekend. So that's Fabulous. on January 27th, and we're recording that as well. But I think I'm going to go with Blink 182. Um, we can do that. Yeah, would that be doable? That, you, you, dealer, that is doable. Dealer's choice. You could pick the song. I'm happy with anything. Okay, we're going to get it on right now. Amazing. Here you go. For Danny O'Brien, it is Blink-182 right here on 2FM.